Hello, Earnings Call listener. My name is Hadi Youssef. I run this earnings season podcast, but I also run the Borster Earnings Call mobile app, and that's what I wanted to quickly tell you about today. We've created a dedicated app for listening to earnings calls. What I mean by that is that we've basically created the Spotify for earnings calls. Our app lets you add any company to your watch list. You can download any earnings call to your phone. You can set notifications for specific companies for when a new call is available. You can also see the exact date of the earnings call. And if there is a company that isn't on our app yet, you can request a company within our app and we will promptly add it. Making earnings calls easy to access is something that I care a lot about. It's why I created this earnings season podcast. But obviously, we cannot add every single earnings call that gets published on this podcast, or else you'll be having hundreds of episodes every week. And so, we've created a dedicated app where you can go and pick and choose the exact earnings calls、uh, you're interested in. And what we post on this earnings season podcast are basically kind of the highlights or the most notable earnings calls. But in the show notes of this episode, I've included a video demonstration where I walk you through all the features that I just described for our app. And I also included the link to the App Store where you can go there and see the description of the app and the reviews. You know, I'm really proud of the feedback we've gotten from our users. And,、uh, you know, pleasing and satisfying our, our users and our customers is, is something that I、uh, take pride in. And, and as a team, we、uh, really pride ourselves on that. And so, I don't want to take more of your time and, and keep you from listening to the earnings calls you've selected today. So, without further ado, here is your earnings call. Hello, and thank you for standing by for b y t h i s second quarter 2019 earnings conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a question and answer session. Today's conference is being recorded. If you have any objections, you may disconnect at this time. I would now like to turn the meeting over to your host for today's conference, Sharon Nung, Bidas Director of Investor Relations. You may go ahead. Thank you, Operator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bidas Second Quarter 2019 Earnings Conference Call. Bidas Earnings Release was distributed earlier today, and you can find a copy on our website as well as on Newswire Services. On the call today, we have Robin Lee, our Chief Executive Officer, Herman Yu, our Chief Financial Officer, and Do Shen, our Senior Vice President in charge of Baidu's mobile ecosystem group, our search and feed business. After our prepared remarks, we will hold a QA session. Please note that the discussion today will contain forward looking statements made under the Safe Harbor Provisions of the U.S. Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Forward looking statements are subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. Potential risks and uncertainties include, but are not limited to, those outlined in our public filings with the SEC, including our annual report on Form 20F. Baidu does not undertake any obligation to update any forward looking statement except as required under applicable law. The <coughs> earnings press release and this call include discussions of certain unaudited non GAAP financial measures. We have made minor adjustments to our non GAAP measures and retroactively provide <coughs> these changes for comparison purposes. Our press release contains a reconciliation of the unaudited non GAAP measures to the unaudited most directly comparable GAAP measures and is available on our IR website at ir.baidu.com. As a reminder, this conference is recorded. In addition, a webcast of this conference call will be available on the Baidu IR website. I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Robin. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining our call today. Baidu's second quarter revenues reached 
26.3 billion above our guidance midpoint of 25.8 billion, which can be attributed to Baidu Core performing better than our original expectation. Baidu's Q2 revenues grow 9% sequentially, and Baidu Core revenues grow 12% quarter over quarter. In spite of the impact from industry-specific policies, self-directed healthcare initiatives, and slowing macro environment. Even with the significant influx of ad inventory into the market, we are seeing an upward trend for Baidu's revenues on a sequential basis. Our monetization foundation is strengthening with strong traffic growth, such as Baidu FDAUs, in-app search queries, and feed time spend, and strong growth of content and services on Baidu's platform. As our mobile ecosystem expands, we are able to better understand user behavior, with users navigating the landing pages on Baidu's platform. Over time, the deepening user insight will allow us to further improve Baidu's user experience and ad conversion for our marketing customers. On today's call, I'll share recent developments on our search and feed bins and highlight the progress that we have made on our AI bins. In early July, we held our annual AI developer conference, Baidu Create, in Beijing, which drew approximately 7,000 developers and partners from around the world and was concurrently broadcasted from the internet. We released the Baidu Bring version 5.0, which includes industrial application of Baidu AI technologies. Baidu Bring is the common AI engine that powers all of our businesses, from search and feed to dual OS, Apollo, Cloud, and ITE. Developers can access the AI capabilities of Baidu Bring through Baidu AI Open Platform which saw developer accounts reaching 1.3 million in June, up 37% in the first half of this year. Enabling a large developer community is important in the world of AI computing as our Baidu Cloud ecosystem and capabilities. At Baidu Create, we, are, we also expanded our strategic alliance with top industry players, including Geely Auto, uh, Huawei, and uh, Intel. Let's begin our operational review with MEG, our mobile ecosystem group. In June, average DAUs on Baidu app continue to see robust growth, reaching 188 million, up 27% year over year, contributed by the synergy generated when search is combined with feed. Search and feed provide Baidu two strong traffic engines. Baidu's search is an indispensable means by which people find more objective and reliable information. And our feed is powered by Baidu's AI algorithms, formulated with Baidu's unmatched intent-driven user insight. Our relentless focus on strengthening Baidu's mobile ecosystem by enabling news feed and short videos searchable through Baijiahao accounts, and information and services found in third-party apps searchable through Baidu's 
Smart Mini program. It's driving more usage scenarios for Baidu app. In June, user time spent on feed grew 33% uh, year over year, and in-app search queries grew over 20% year over year. In addition to Baidu app, total time spent on our feed and short video apps together grow robustly up 67% year over year in June. Baidu is the premier go-to destination in China to find knowledge-based content and long-tail information. To supplement information on third-party sites, we have spent years developing an expensive knowledge-based content ecosystem, such as Baidu Encyclopedia, Baidu Postbar, and Baidu Knows, to make useful, sought-after knowledge readily accessible. As we focus on strengthening Baidu's mobile ecosystem, Chinese users are becoming more dependent on Baidu for knowledge content. For example, in June, daily time spent per user on Baidu Notes in Baidu app grow 55% sequentially. Daily video views of Baidu Encyclopedia grow 80% year over year. And membership and services revenue for Baidu Wenku grow 61% year over year. Baidu's mobile ecosystem is drawing news feed and short video content creators to Baijiahao accounts, which saw publisher accounts reaching 2.2 million in June, up 83% year over year. App developers are also making their services and information available through Baidu Smart Mini program which saw MAUs accelerate to $270 million in June, up 49% sequentially. And the number of smart mini-programs increased more than six-fold in the last three months. Baidu's smart mini-program offers our users richer content and services selection and provides traffic to app developers without requiring users to download their apps. This native app-like model improves user experience and will ultimately improve ad conversion and expand the monetization potential of Baidu's marketing services platform. Baidu Smart Mini program is attracting well-known apps such as Weibo, Meituan, and JD, as well as services with lower frequency usage. On the latter, for example, the Shanghai Auto Show is held every two years in China. This past April, the event host created a mini program on Baidu and WeChat and leveraged other online sites to promote their event. In one month's time, the Shanghai Auto Show attracted 3 million users to its Baidu Smart Mini program, which offered indoor event navigation, ticket purchase, electronic event pass. In the end, Baidu was Shanghai Auto Show's largest third-party channel for ticket sales. Whereas other mini-programs allow users to search the titles of mini-programs, Baidu Smart Mini-Program allows our users to search the massive content within those mini-programs to locate the most relevant information and services. Similarly, our top one capabilities, which recently satisfied 51% of the queries, allow users to search the massive content on the internet 
and satisfy users' intent with Baidu's first recommendation. From the developer's point of view, Baidu Smart Mini Program helps service providers attract higher quality users with Baidu's intent-focused user base. <clears throat> Consistent with Baidu's search and feed philosophy, we offer an open ecosystem that embraces and promotes a wide array of smart mini program developers, which provides more options to our users. For example, long-form video apps who have joined Baidu Smart Mini Program include Youku, ITE, PPTV, and China Mobile's Migu Video, as well as traditional media such as Guangdong Satellite TV. Baidu Managed Page is another area that we are strengthening our mobile content ecosystem, and is one of the options by which we are enabling industry-specific merchants to more effectively reach and engage with users. In lieu of HTML5 sites, industry-specific content, uh, industry-specific merchants <coughs> can provide their information on Baidu Managed Page, which is open and freely accessible by other traffic sources. Since the merchant's content resides on Baidu's platform, we are better equipped to ensure greater reliability and trustworthiness on the information offered by the merchant. Structured data for healthcare industry is a form of managed page. In March, we required our healthcare marketing services customers to switch over from their H5 page to Baidu managed page for the landing pages of their mobile app. And in July, we extended the requirement to healthcare PC ads. Baidu managed page for the healthcare industry allows us to monitor the healthcare provider's information and communication with users while enabling our managed page platform to, continue, to continuously add new functionality. For example, live chat and call features with the healthcare provider incognito caller ID to protect user information and consumer protection program for added consumer comfort. We are seeing significant improvement in user experience with managed page and search queries on healthcare are growing faster than before. The increase in traffic, improvement in healthcare content quality and added functionality are generating meaningful lifts in customer leads for healthcare providers on managed page. While our self-directed healthcare initiative has dragged down our recent revenue growth and OpticWise make it that much more difficult to implement in the current macro environment as the lower quality healthcare providers are going elsewhere. We believe improving user experience, better management of healthcare information, and lead conversion for our healthcare customers will generate greater value for Baidu over time. Aside from healthcare, we are adopting managed page for home services, such as moving companies and home repair. And in July, we began to offer attorneys, uh, which has a collective body, uh, has fragmented online presence and an easy way to promote their businesses in a card format in Baidu's search results. From the card search results, 
Users can access an attorney's educational background, legal, legal credentials, and legal cases handled, as well as social features, such as user commentaries and ratings. Managed Page gave us the opportunity to build industry-specific solutions to empower SMEs and allow them to better leverage web traffic and engage with users without having to maintain an IT department and keep pace with internet infrastructure and technologies. SMEs can simply run events using Baidu's managed page, and we will continue to add tools, services, and features to Baidu's platform over time to improve their user engagement and lead conversion. Extending managed page into new industries should further expand Baidu's revenue growth opportunity. Looking forward, we are excited about MEG's market position and monetization opportunities. With traffic growing robustly, our mobile content ecosystem expanding and different monetization plans in the works, including the recent launch of Baidu CRM in July, especially when we step up uh, when we step out of the weak macro environment. Moving to Dual OS. In the second quarter, Dual OS Voice Assistant continued to gain momentum through the use of Baidu's leading technologies in speech, natural language processing, and search. Dual OS install base surpassed 400 million of 4.5-fold year-over-year, and monthly voice queries surpassed 3.6 billion up 7.5-fold year-over-year in June. Dual OS first-party smart devices is experiencing strong sales momentum. Market research firms, Catalyst, and Strategy Analytics ranked Baidu as a Xiaodu smart speaker number one in shipment in China for the first quarter, which is quite an incredible achievement considering Baidu launched Xiaodu smart devices only last year and compared to our peers who have online distribution and hardware management strategic advantages. Xiaodu Smart Display, with average selling price of approximately 50 US dollar per unit, is becoming a sweet spot for us as it penetrates not only first and second tier cities, but also lower tier cities in China, becoming an important computing device for affordable internet connectivity. Average time spend of a smart display has reached about two hours a day, and sales volume of smart speaker in China is forecasted to reach over 35 million units this year, similar to the expected decline in smartphone <coughs> unit sales in China, making AI-powered smart speakers an indispensable internet channel for content and service providers, especially with mobile internet users and time spent growing slowing in China. The rise of smart speakers seems to mirror the rise of smart speaker, <coughs> smartphones a decade ago, when smartphones uh, took over feature phones with the advent of iOS and Android app stores. This, lift, uh, this shift was uh, spurred by the change in input modality and the superior experience of mobile apps. Farfield conversational AI is making it easier for users to interact with smart speakers. Xiaodu stands out from the competition with leading speech recognition and natural language processing capabilities. 
For example, recently added full duplex continued conversation feature enables continuous dialogue with Xiaodu smart devices without weak words. While Xiaodu intelligently distinguishes between voice queries directed at Xiaodu versus dialogues directed at humans. In July, we announced the development of Baidu Honghu, an energy-efficient AI chipset to power voice interaction in homes and autos to further improve Xiaodu's conversational AI capabilities while driving down unit econ <coughs> economics. We are gradually seeing time span on skills surpassing time span on music and videos on smart speakers. This is quite exciting with the number of skills on Dual OS skill store doubling sequentially to over 2,400 and Dual OS developer community growing to above 33,000. Seven car models were recently released with Dual OS powered infotainment and 30 car models are in the pipeline, scheduled to be released with Dual OS pre-installed. Turning to Apollo, we are excited that Apollo continues to be the leading autonomous driving solution in China with over 150 leading OEM, tier one supplier, key component, and other partners. In June, Apollo's test fleet of over 300 vehicles accumulated more than 2 million test kilometers across 13 cities. As of July, Baidu has received almost half of the 204 autonomous driving pilot licenses granted in China. And Baidu became the only company in China to receive T4 licenses, the highest level of autonomous driving test license issued by Beijing Municipal Commission of Transport, which permit uh, autonomous vehicles to operate in complex driving conditions, including urban roads, tunnels, school zones, and other scenarios. Also in July, First Automotive Works announced commercial production of level four autonomous passenger vehicles to support Apollo-powered robot taxi pilot program, which is scheduled to be deployed in Changsha, the capital city of Hunan province, along Baidu's V2X solutions later this, this year. Turning to Baidu Cloud, we continue to see momentum of our cloud business, with revenues reaching RMB 1.6 billion in second quarter, up 92% year over year. Baidu Cloud leverages AI capabilities of Baidu Brain to enable enterprises a better way to do business. For example, Baidu Cloud worked with a hardware manufacturer to integrate Baidu AI capabilities into their screening solution that helps smartphone component OEMs automate the quality assurance process achieving faster throughput while reducing overhead costs. Baidu AI-powered hardware and software integrated solution can take a snapshot of a finished smartphone component from 18 angles simultaneously and determine whether the component satisfies the designated QA criteria of the OEM's customers. Unlike human screening, Baidu AI-powered QA screening allow OEM customer to access the data of screening results for an added comfort of quality compliance. We are excited about the opportunities of Baidu's computer vision capabilities to help 
Baidu Cloud Enterprise customer in sectors like consumer electronics, metal, auto, to improve their business. Turning to ITE, ITE continued to see solid subscriber growth with membership reaching 100.5 million in June. That's up 50% year over year, which provides a strong foundation for ITE to offer blockbuster original entertainment content. Long-form long -form video content from ITE enrich Baidu's search and feed offerings and improve Baidu's user experience. With that, let me turn the call over to Herman to go through our financial highlights. Thanks, Robin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Baidu's second quarter of 2019 call. All monetary amounts that I'll be discussing are used uh, in uh, MMD unless stated otherwise. Let's now turn to Baidu's second quarter of 2019 financial highlights. Total revenues reach $26.3 billion, up 6% year-over-year, excluding spin-off revenues, and up 9% quarter-over-quarter. Revenue for Baidu Core was $19.5 billion, up 3% year-over-year, excluding spin-off revenues, and up 12% quarter-over-quarter. Let me give you more color on Baidu Core revenues. Baidu's marketing services revenue is well diversified with the top 12 industry sectors making up about two-thirds of Baidu core revenues. Half of the 12 sectors saw year-over-year -year sales decline, including healthcare, online gaming, financial services, and auto logistics. Excluding these poor performing sectors, Baidu core revenues would have grown in the mid-teens year-over-year in the second quarter. Although the increase in ad inventory in the market has impacted the overall growth rate of our marketing services, it's fair to say that a bigger part of our revenue slowdown can be attributed to self-directed healthcare initiatives and the softening of macroeconomic conditions. Additionally, revenue derived from Baidu's union partners contributed to a 3% drag on Baidu Core's year-over-year -year revenue growth, which is in sync with our goal to optimize profit on tax revenues versus bidding for incremental revenue at negative margins. Total marketing services customers in the second quarter was approximately 330,000, down 4% year-over-year and up 5% quarter-quarter. Please note that this customer number excludes normal customers and other calculation policy adjustments that we have made internally, such as excluding customers with minimal daily spending. Our new AI businesses continue to see flat growth. I'm sorry. Our new AI businesses continue to see fast growth, particularly by the cloud, which generated 1.6 billion revenues in Q2, up 92% year over year. IT revenue reached 7.1 billion, up 15% year over year. Membership revenue continues to see strong growth, up 38% year over year while IT's ad business was down 16% year-over-year, mainly due to slowing macro, delay of top content launches, and slower-than-expected recovery of feed advertising. Turning to cost of sales, excluding stock compensation and intangible asset amortization, cost of sales was $15.9 billion, up 33% year-over-year. Content, bandwidth, and other cost of revenues increased to support Baidu's traffic growth 
greater video consumption and new AI businesses, including bandwidth integration expenses for Baidu Cloud, cost of goods sold related to Xiaodu smart speakers. TAC increased 27% year-over-year as a result of higher TAC revenue share and expansion into offline connected screens and other areas. SGNA expenses, excluding stock compensation, were $4.7 billion, up 30% year-over-year. Primarily due to the increase in channel and promotional marketing, mainly for Baidu family of apps. On a sequential basis, SGNA expenses were down 14% as we scale back on marketing spending that did not meet our stringent ROI criteria. This has hampered the sequential growth of our apps, including Haokai Short Video and Trending Flash Video. We plan to continue to manage our marketing dollars with a strong, disciplined ROI approach. R&D expenses, excluding stock compensation, were $3.7 billion, up 13% year-over-year, primarily due to increased personnel-related expenses and up 5% on a sequential basis. Non-GAAP operating income was $2 billion, and non-GAAP operating margin was 7% compared to 2% last quarter. Non-GAAP operating income for Baidu Core was $3.5 billion in RMB, or $508 million U.S. dollars, down 55% year-over-year and up 65% quarter-over-quarter. On a non-GAAP basis, total expenditure for Baidu Core were approximately $700 million increase sequentially, less than the billion that we had planned at the beginning of the year. Since our last earnings call, we have been reviewing our businesses for operational efficiency have made, and have made significant progress in implementing spending discipline while making investments in future revenue growth in our three-year plan. Non-GAAP operating margin for Baidu quarter was 18% in the second quarter compared to 12% last quarter. We expect Baidu Core's incremental revenue growth to have higher margins and non-GAAP operating margin to rise above 20% in the third quarter. As an internet platform, a big part of Baidu's core cost structure is fixed, such as approximately 2,000 scientists and engineers of Baidu's AI lab and a large server network and other infrastructure equipment. Thus, sequential growth of our revenues will likely bring about higher margins. Total other income was $1.2 billion which included equity method income of $429 million compared to equity method loss of $860 million last quarter. Income tax was $416 million, and effective tax rate was 28%, compared to 18% in Q2 last year. Primarily due to the lower pre-tax income generated from Baidu Core and to IT not being able to recognize tax benefits from its losses in the current period. Non-GAAP net income attributed to Baidu was $3.6 billion, and non-GAAP net margin was 14%. Non-GAAP net income attributed to Baidu Core was $4.7 billion RMB, or $690 million U.S. dollars, down 46% year-over-year and up 160% quarter-over-quarter. Non-GAAP net margin for Baidu Core was 24% compared to 10% last quarter. Adjusted EBITDA was $3.4 billion RMB or $4.5 million U.S. dollars, 
Adjusted EBITDA margin was 13%. Adjusted EBITDA for Baidu quarter was 4.8 billion renminbi, or 694 million US dollars. And adjusted EBITDA margin for Baidu quarter reached 24% in the second quarter, compared to 19% last quarter. As of June 2019, cash and short-term investment was 137.3 billion, or 20 billion US dollars. Excluding IT, cash and short-term investments for Baidu Core was 120.9 billion renminbi, or 17.6 billion US dollars. Free cash flow was 5.6 billion, and free cash flow for Baidu Core was 4.9 billion renminbi, or 710 million US dollars. Total employees of Baidu Core was approximately 29,900. Turning to third quarter guidance, we expect total revenues to be between 26.9 billion and 28.5 billion, representing a decrease of 5% to an increase of 1% year over year, or a decrease of 1% to 5% increase year over year, excluding spin-off revenues of 1 billion for the third quarter of 2018. And this also means of 2 to 8% on a quarter over quarter basis. Excluding spin-off revenues, our guidance assumes by the quote will go between negative 3% to positive 3% year over year, and between 2 to 9% quarter over quarter. These forecasts are current and preliminary view and are subject to change. Before I turn the call over to the operator, let me summarize Baidu's second quarter. We have made solid progress with our search and feed business. Traffic growth remains robust for Baidu app DAUs with double-digit growth in in-app searches and continued robust growth on feed time spend. User experience is significantly upgraded with content and services providers offering native app-like experience on Baidu's mobile platform. Our emphasis on improving search and feed monitoring is in progress. We witnessed double-digit sequential revenue growth in the second quarter and expect further sequential growth into the third quarter. Our focus is to diversify away from tap traffic and grow search revenues through in-app search and feed is proving to be a dominant search model as in-app services allow us to gain more user insight across vast domain of knowledge, content, and services and continuously improve our user engagement for both Baidu and our marketing services customers. We are making meaningful strides in the area of voice assistant, cloud, and smart transportation, which will be critical revenue drivers as we look out one to two years. On the content management side, we will be diligent on reining in our expenditures with disciplined ROI implementation, while balancing the needs for near-term and long-term revenue growth. IG is weathering the challenging macro environment with strong membership growth with diversification of its revenue stream. Operator, with that, let's now open the call to questions. The question and answer session of this conference call will start in a moment. In order to be fair to all callers who wish to ask questions, we will take one question at a time from each caller. If you have more than one question, Please request to join the question queue again after your first question has been addressed. 
Your first question comes from the line of Gregory Chow from Barclays. You may ask your question. Hi, Benjamin. Thanks for, thanks for taking my question. Uh, so if we exclude IGE, so we can say Baidu's uh, SG&A and also the content cost growth uh, has some substantial slowdown during the quarter. Uh, so it's a very big uh, contrast to your investment during the Chinese New Year uh, around Q1. So just want to understand your marketing and the uh, promotional strategy uh, for your product portfolio, uh, like the shorter video and also your uh, the, the mobile uh, uh, Baidu app and also the content cost the trend in the rest of the year. Thank you. Thanks, Ray, for the question. Uh, as, I, as we mentioned on the uh, prepare remarks, uh, our, our SG&A, mainly uh, marketing expenses, are very ROI-driven. So when we are spending the uh, uh, channel costs and, and other marketing programs, we're looking at the lifetime value that we can get from investors. So when the economy is good and, and we think that we can uh, generate uh, more revenues uh, compared to the cost that we'll accumulate, then we'll spend more money. Because we're transitioning from a TAC model to an in-app services model, TAC, we get uh, revenue in the quarter that we expend, but in the channel cost and, and, and marketing program, uh, in-app services, which we're expending expense in that one quarter and we might be deriving revenue from the user many, many quarters after that, there's a lag. But even with that, uh, we are very disciplined and calculated ROI. So you see us spending more last year, you spending us uh, spending more in Q1 when we see higher ROI. With the current macro conditions and, and some of the issues that we talked about in prepare remarks, the ROI uh, has come down, and as a result, uh, we've been very uh, diligent in screening out the, the marketing uh, costs that has a low ROI. And we'll be looking at that continuously very closely as we move forward. Uh, for the remaining of the year. Uh, with regards to uh, content cost, I think it's been, um, you know, growing uh, uh, on a year-over-year -year basis, but recognize that uh, by due course, the content cost is not that significant. For example, uh, in the second half, of, uh, in, in the second quarter, we're talking about maybe a half a billion uh, renminbi uh, per quarter. So, so although the increase is, uh, is significant on a percentage basis, but, you know, the total cost we're talking about half. So when we're increasing, even if we're increasing the pace is very small, I don't think it's that significant compared to our overall expenditures. Thank you. <clears throat> Your next question comes from the line of Alicia Yup from Citigroup. Your line is open. Hi, um, thank you. Good morning, uh, Robin, Herman, Sharon. Thanks for taking my questions. Uh, my question is related to the mini programs. So uh, with increasing applications and services uh, tapping into Baidu mini program ecosystem, and I think management also commented uh, you know, some positive developments on the progress and traction earlier. So how should we think about the tractions of these mini program uh, to translate into the monetization upside uh, over time? Uh, and then any update on the uh, upcoming rollout of the CRM initiative? Thank you. Alicia, I'll have Shen uh, Dou answer your question. Okay, thanks for your uh, question, actually. Um, as you said, you know, mini program has uh, uh, attracted much attention from the developers. Um, we um, see the uh, benefit of the small mini programs already, 
like for the users, um, the Better Smart Mini programs offers them richer content and service selection. And then for the developers, you know, the uh, Smart Mini programs, you know, use our AI-powered algorithms to screen the massive content, you know, if the Smart Mini programs and recommend the relevant content and service to the users based on their, you know, proactive search for information and service. So this uh, small mini program already you know, helps the developers to acquire users and in turn to enhance better user experience for the Baidu's, uh, on the Baidu's platform. So uh, actually, as we, you may already have uh, seen, um, Baidu Smart Mini Program has uh, attracted you know, some well-known apps like Weibo, Meituan, uh, Jingdong, as well as uh, services with lower frequency usage, like the Shanghai Auto Show. So, um, so that's that, you know, we also have our um, customers from different uh, sectors, industry sectors. They have tried the smart mini programs as their landing page for their campaigns. So uh, we see, you know, uh, pretty significant ROI lift for all those who tried these smart mini programs. So actually, you know, the smart mini programs also offer the you know, our customers and the developers, you know, much more options to engage the users in their um, uh, service. So with that, you know, we buy in, the ROI will be further improved. So that is how we're going to, we are going to see you know, uh, many programs, how many programs is going to help us to, uh, to uh, strengthen our uh, monetization uh, capabilities, actually. Um, as to the CRM, um, actually it's uh, just a start and because um, um, we got that, you know, most of our customers, they have the lease, you know, generated from uh, Baidu's platform. Right? So um, uh, combined with the CRM, we have more um, ways to help the uh, customers to engage, you know, with their users better and to explore the lease uh, in a better way to improve the effectiveness and also clearly improve the ROI. So that's why we are using the CRM to you know, help the campaigns on our platform first, and then the next level we're going to provide more valuable features to the customers to further explore the you know, uh, utilities of the CRM. Thank but you. Let me add, let me add a few yeah. points. Uh, for, for the smart mini programs, I, I think uh, from a, a service provider, uh, there's a couple points that uh, you know key for them. First is, uh, you know, as the number of smartphones in, in China cells is, is declining, and we saw that last year, we saw that uh, first half of this year, it's more and, it costs more and more to actually leverage uh, app, uh, app stores in order to, to have uh, installation of their apps. Uh, the economics of smartphones is much better than app stores because app stores you have to spend the channel cost, and you're not sure if you're going to get the ROI. Whereas uh, mini programs, because we're in the business of search, these are natural results to be in search. So when, rather than you know, shifting this and directing the traffic over to your, your apps, you have to you know, first pay for channel app. Secondly, there's usually more steps, for example, to convert a sale from our mini programs to within an app versus if you're native uh, you know, uh, in, in, in by, on Baidu's platform and can look directly to that uh, buy page on the mini program. So I think, first of all, uh, you know, you're, you're able to see that result right away. You don't need uh, users to download the app. And secondly, I think uh, what, what the, the 
cases that Doe have uh, explained would help drive up conversion. So obviously with, with a better conversion, marketing uh, customers are usually focused on better conversion, you know, looking at ROI. So with better conversion, uh, you'll have, we, we believe over time, more people bidding uh, for uh, uh, the, the um, more people developing smart mini programs so that when they, they have uh, their search results, you have better conversion. I think from a user perspective, you'll probably have users over time rely more and more on searching within Baidu because of that uh, native app experience directly with the mini programs. Thank you. Your next question comes from the line of Tian Ho from TH Capital. You may ask your question. Uh, Robin, uh, Herman, Sharon, uh, the question is related to the uh, Baidu's efforts in content building. So as you uh, guys aggressively developing feed business, and uh, you know you guys also uh, need to build a uh, very healthy content. So uh, in addition to your Bai Jia Hao Hao Kan Shi Pin Shou Bai, recently you know we we saw from the news you acquired uh, some stakes in uh, Zhihu, uh, and also uh, I think it's y uh, yesterday uh, you uh, put money in the Guo Ke. So I want the Zhihu and Ge. In which way they help you in the content ecosystem building, and uh, uh, also in the going forward, uh, what are some other content area you see you need continue to build up, and uh, so is there any other uh, potential uh, content investment uh, in the, on the horizon? So that's the question. Um, hi, this is Doe. Actually, uh, uh, let me answer your question uh, first. Um, for sure, you know, content is uh, extremely important for our whole uh, business. Um, as uh, we already shown in the remarks, so for the Bai Jia Hao, so we see uh, the creators on Bai Jia Hao grow uh, significantly over year over year, reaching uh, like 2.2 million uh, creators already. So um, that is still not enough for us because uh, users come to Baidu for not only information but also service. That's why we just discussed, you know, how we are strengthening um, the uh, smart mini uh, programs to provide further information and service, which we see significant growth as well. And in addition to uh, both Bai Jiahao and uh, um, smart mini programs, we also um, uh, working with uh, even wider collaborators to provide you know valuable information. Uh, as you have uh, noticed, mm -hmm. so we invest in uh, uh, Zhihu. We bet Zhihu um, providing you know um, uh, additional information, uh, complementary information uh, to Baidu's Zhidao, uh, and uh, we see our users' interest you know out of the search queries, um, they have strong interest in Zhihu's uh, content. So that's why we uh, invest in those. Um, uh, so um, along with that, you know, uh, we are trying to looking for, you know, try to look for more and more uh, content which can better satisfy our users' uh, uh, interest. So, um, you know, in short, you know, uh, to sum up, so we are keep, to, you know, keeping uh, to keep looking for you know, better content. Um, and as we know, you know, content is uh, uh, extremely important for the whole uh, business today. 
so we are developing our own platform to generate content. We are looking for partners to, you know, uh, get more useful information and service as well. Uh, so, uh, Tian, uh, let me just uh, add a, a few comments. I think our content strategy is pretty much uh, uh, to adopt uh, the, the, the overall user experience to uh, the, the new mobile ecosystem, meaning that uh, we will uh, make uh, uh, or strike uh, partnership or, or investment if that deal can help us to improve the, the user experience. Uh, the content may be available on, on the open web or on the PC internet, but uh, if we can have a deal that enhances the, the uh, mobile uh, user experience with that kind of content, we will do it. Or if that kind of content is not available on the open web or not available on the, the PC internet, uh, if we can acquire that content, uh, we will also do it. So basically, the, the content strategy is to uh, make uh, things, uh, make the experience, either make the, the experiences better or make something that was not available to become available to our internet users. Right. Okay, I'll just add one more thing on that. Uh, so uh, as Robin just mentioned, that uh, we are uh, looking for, you know, uh, better user experience. Actually, um, when we switch by the digital, right, by the nose to the smart mini program in our platform, we see significant user uh, time spend time growth actually. So for Jihu, now is most of the content uh, or presented in the form of uh, H5. So with this deal, so we're going to convert all the Jihu content in Baidu's platform to smart mini programs, and this will be another good example to show how we are going to improve the user experience through the smart mini programs, actually. Uh, and just to add, Ken, you, you asked uh, which areas mm -hmm. will we be in, uh, interested in. When you look at our content, uh, Baidu as a whole, uh, th there's really three categories of uh, content. We're looking at a content uh, that's knowledge-based. In this case, uh, Zuhu, uh, in case uh, Baidu knows, mm -hmm. that would be But we're looking at, for example, the vast amount of services and information that are uh, in, in apps today and making that basically having a native app experience. So services is very important. And thirdly, we're looking at uh, industry verticals where right now if it's fragmented on the internet, if we can concentrate it uh, within Baidu's uh, content platform so that they have better conversion, so that they can build uh, user engagement and have better uh, user experiences. So three areas, knowledge, services, and industry uh, vertical uh, information. It's very helpful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Your next question comes from the line of Eddie Leong from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. You may ask your question. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, could you share with us uh, your thought on uh, the recent news of uh, potential new entrants? Uh, so uh, are you going to see any difference uh, this time? Uh, and then uh, just a quick follow-up uh, on uh, Herman's uh, comments on uh, some of the advertising industries. Um, uh, given the uh, recent weakness uh, in some of the verticals, uh, could you remind us uh, what the top, for example, three or five verticals uh, we have uh, right now? Thanks. Uh, so I'll answer your first question, and Herman will answer the second. 
Okay, um, for the new players in this uh, market, I think uh, it's not new actually. Uh, so, um, uh, search business is uh, pretty uh, profitable uh, business uh, as we all know. So, um, we have players uh, trying to enter into this business, you know, um, in the past decades. Um, so, actually, search is um, with search has a very uh, high uh, uh, engine uh, barrier actually uh, because. Uh, user come to a search engine with a very specific uh, information need. Right? So um, we need to locate the information out of 100, hundreds of billions of uh, web pages to get the information um, you know, located. So this is quite different from other business like uh, uh, feed because uh, for feed we usually you know, just show general interest and then uh, the engines to match the user's general interest. You know, um, so it's not easy to tell right or wrong, but for search, is uh, user usually has a very strict demand and uh, strict uh, criteria to uh, charge the performance. So that side, you know, we see um, for us, and I know uh, we are, you know, actually the, the only one uh, successful twin engine uh, model with both search and feed uh, so far in the world. So um, in our experience, we see it is relatively easy to switch from search to feed because we can generate, you know, um, generate, generalize the user's interest out of their queries, but not the other way. So, um, you know, we we are not surprised to see um, new players in this market, and we um, we have been, you know, we have seen this uh, many times. So, um, that side, you know, we are uh, happy to uh, see new uh, players, but. Um, you know, um, but with uh, the by Yahoo and the smart mini programs, you know, we are um, strengthening our uh, mobile ecosystem, and we see we are providing better user experience to the users. this time. Yeah, and Eddie, with regards to our uh, top, you know, healthcare, as you guys know, are our top, and uh, uh, that that. Uh, in addition to the other industries, you know, are, are uh, much smaller. So, uh, two thirds of the remaining industries uh, are all uh, less than percent um, by the course of revenue, and uh, those would include uh, industries such as uh, e-line games, and, uh, education. Thank you. Your next question comes from the line of James Lee. That's from Mizuho Securities. You may ask your question. Great. Uh, thanks for taking my questions here. Uh, two, if I may, uh, first, and maybe Robin, you can talk about, you sound pretty uh, excited about the prospect of uh, dual operating system and voice search going to next year. And maybe you can help us understand the roadmap in terms of commercial roadmap going to 2020, and maybe help us understand what verticals that you weren't able to monetize on um, text search. Now you're able to monetize in a voice, and also what verticals that you could optimize potentially uh, with voice search uh, over text search. And also, second question on Herman uh, on 4Q. Uh, revenue growth, is that going to be similar to your guidance in 3Q and also in operating expenses? Look at you're stepping up about $400 million and change 
in total expenses in 3Q, should we expect a very similar trend into 4Q as well? Thanks. Yeah, on Dual OS, it's a, it's a whole new ecosystem. It's fully leveraged by those um, investment uh, in uh, search and in AI technologies for the past many, many years, and we are uh, offering a better and better user experience. Uh, it does uh, lower the barrier to entry um, significantly. Uh, I, I talked about it during the prepared remarks that uh, uh, we are entering lower uh, cities with, with uh, uh, more affordable devices. So, and uh, we are also uh, able to uh, accessing people uh, at very young age or very old age uh, because it, it's just a, a lot easier to, to use and we see uh, strong momentum uh, continue to, to uh, go into the current quarter and uh, maybe uh, the, the coming years. Uh, talking about the potential business model, because it's, uh, right, right now it's in an very early stage, we have not uh, really um, seriously tried to monetize uh, the, the um, product, but uh, uh, we see a huge potential in uh, many fronts, for example, in education. It, it's uh, very natural for uh, kids to learn uh, things through this uh, kind of uh, uh, new devices. Uh, games, uh, it, it can offer a very different experience than mobile games because uh, for mobile, you have to hold your handset, but uh, for for the smart display, you, you your hands are free, and, and uh, uh, we have uh, cameras can capture users' um, uh, behavior uh, intelligently. Uh, so uh, there are many, many possible business models, uh, including the app model, including the subscription model for all kinds of content and services. And uh, this is a whole new uh, era for uh, for entertainment, for education, and for the smart life for many, many people who may not spend a lot of time with mobile phones. And James, uh, the question you asked about uh, revenue and uh, expenses, uh, we, we typically do not uh, give guidance out uh, two quarters. Um, and with the current uh, macro uh, situation, it's hard to predict what's going to happen uh, in, in, uh, in two quarters. Uh, but I would, uh, you know, use a reference. For example, if you look at um, uh, last year, uh, Q3 to Q4 uh, has very minimal uh, sequential growth. Um, so, you know, if the economy, uh, you know, uh, keeps pace and so forth, uh, we would probably have similar trends. But uh, I can't commit at this point, given that we don't have as much visibility in the current macro situation. And so, when we set our expenditures for the second half with cognizant of the current revenue situation and the economic conditions. So from an expenditure perspective, in terms of total expenditure for Baidu core, uh, cost of sales uh, plus uh, operating expenses, uh, we're going to try to keep pace with our, our total uh, expenses expenditures uh, for Q2. So we should not see too uh, significant increase from the uh, second quarter level. And uh, Mind you that this would adjust if, for example, uh, you know our revenue, uh, you know, for example, improves significantly and so forth. So 
that's our current thinking right now. All right, thank you. Your next question comes from the line of Natalie Wu from CICC. You may ask your question. Hi, uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, I have a question regarding your CIM uh, open platform. Uh, how should we understand the related financial impact in new term and longer term? And uh, what kind of the incentives are uh, you going to provide to attract developers to your platform? Uh, and also, uh, if I may, um, I'm still curious about the um, Smart Mimi programs. Uh, just wondering what uh, what kind of the sectors are the most frequent users for your uh, smart mini programs uh, initiative. Do you observe the uh, change of ad budget on the uh, on your platform of those um, frequent smart mini program users? And uh, would appreciate it if management can elaborate more on the difference you have observed among different sectors for the um, mini uh, program users. Thank you. Uh, Natalie, on, on the uh, financial impact of CRM, we uh, currently uh, try uh, to do an uh, uh, integrated solution for our uh, high-end customers. They already spent a lot of money to uh, try to acquire uh, potential uh, customers for their products and services, and uh, uh, we uh, help them to better manage uh, this process and uh, uh, achieve uh, better conversion. Uh, we think uh, longer term, the time offering will be able to provide uh, independent uh, product value and we will be able to uh, charge a significant amount of uh, money for this. Beginning with, uh, we, we would like to uh, help our um, advertisers and customers to to think in a more holistic way. Uh, they they acquire traffic from the Baidu channel, and we help them to better manage uh, the, the traffic or better better manage the users, and uh, then help them to improve the overall efficiency of the the whole marketing funnel. Uh, that that's uh, the the difference between our CRM and the you know, independent CRM product. Uh, though, can you talk about? Yeah, okay, for the for the uh, sure, thank you. Um, for the smart mini programs, uh, let me add on a, a few new things. Um, so, um, actually, the user, as I we already uh, said, right? For the users, they come to Baidu not only for information but also for service. So, uh, with smart mini programs, we provide both information and service to the users. So that's why uh, you know, we're seeing uh, growth for smart mini programs in uh, quite a few different uh, verticals, uh, including the tribal, you know, real estate, education, and all this stuff. So let's say for uh, Weibo and the Xiaohongshu, right? So in general, we think they provide information to users. And for this type of uh, smart mini programs, we see, uh, you know, each of them has like um, um, a few millions of users, uh, daily active users actually um, in Baidu's platform. Their smart. So um, the smart mini program is very, uh, you know, valuable to developers with long information and service. As you just come to 
usually looking for some you know long information and service. New users because the user come here proactively to you know identify or locate some information. So for this um, type of um, business, you are also good um, you know uh, players for the smart mini programs. So question. Um, in see more customers adopting smart mini programs as their uh, landing page. So we see examples from travel, like city trip, right? From uh, real estate, from education, like shares, um, uh, right? So um, um, all of those uh, customers, we do see their um, performance, you know, budget performance are getting better um, through different traffics. So these are just some examples to see, uh, and we are expanding the coverage, you know, of the uh, landing pages through uh, smart mini programs. So, um, you know, down the road, maybe we can see more good examples and to uh, share more information with you. Thanks. Your next, question. your next question comes from the line of Jean Yoon from New Street Research. You may ask your question. Mr. Jean Yoon, you may ask your question. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, put myself on mute. Uh, apologies again. Um, <clears throat> Just on the uh, mini programs again, just wanted to just kind of go back into kind of the healthcare vertical, just kind of where we are um, on kind of bringing everyone up to speed. And at the same time, you know, you were also talking about, uh, you know, bring, moving more of the other verticals into the mini program, and just kind of just on the traction of that. Um, that's kind of the my first question. And my second question is, well, we'll start there, and we'll stop there, and then I'll uh, I'll follow up with the second question. Thanks. Okay. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, so actually, uh, as we uh, mentioned in the remarks, right? So, smart mini programs and uh, managed pages are two formats. You know, two forms we are using for the landing pages. So um, for the uh, marketing customers, they do not have to specifically use smart mini programs that they can use in a, a lighter version, um, managed pages. Uh, for the healthcare um, vertical or industry, so as uh, Robin has already mentioned, all the many, uh, marketing customers, they have switched from H5 to uh, managed pages. So in this way, we can not only, you know, um, guarantee the quality of the content and the information correctness uh, you know, for the landing page, we can also help the marketing customers to engage in a better way with their users. So uh, you can treat smart mini programs as another way uh, or a relatively heavy way uh, with even stronger um, uh, capabilities um, to strengthen the engagement. Um, so that's why for all the services which you need, you know, 
relatively complicated uh, interactions uh, to um, fulfill users in uh, need, right? So, um, so for those type of business, smart mini programs are a better way to do this. Um, down the road, you know, uh, to guarantee the quality of the landing page, right, so to the correctness of the information, we will um, strongly recommend the marketing customers to use either managed pages or smart mini program. But in the meanwhile, since we see you know, most of the cases, if not all, uh, using smart mini programs or managed pages, the you know, customers already see the lift in their ROI, so we bet you know, they are going to switch even by themselves. Um, I think that's what I can offer now. Yeah. Is that okay? Great. Yeah, if I, I can uh, follow uh, up. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the, in terms of sector, in addition to healthcare, we uh, also mentioned the moving companies, home repair, attorneys, they are all using managed pages these days. Got, got it. If I could just, uh, one just follow up. Um, I remember just the last time you guys had a healthcare cleanup in like in 2015, there was a little bit of a, a drop off in terms of the number of advertisers not being able to qualify. Um, you said in, in this time around that a lot of the, uh, I guess, marketers have moved over. Have you seen any kind of the overall TAM or actually the, the number of advertisers be able to drop off this time as well? Um, are you seeing that uh, some of these advertisers are not able to qualify? And is that anything material? Jing, uh, your question is, are, are we seeing the number of uh, healthcare uh, marketing services customers drop off? Yeah, because that's right, being not able to qualify or not able to, to, get, to make the transition. Because I think that happened a little bit in 2015, correct? Yeah, we, we actually. So when you look at uh, when you look at uh, the number of uh, customers from the healthcare sectors, uh, we see them uh, started to uh, drop off uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, and we've seen that consistently uh, into Q2. And as we uh, Robin mentioned earlier, uh, because because once uh, they use uh, the managed uh, pages, we're able to screen the content using our AI. Uh, you know, we're installing, for example. Uh, call, live call capabilities and messaging capabilities. So we use our AI to also screen the communication with users to make sure that they're, um, you know, providing uh, content information that, that's uh, more secure uh, and more trustworthy. So as a result of that, it's a, it's a filtering system for the lower quality uh, uh, healthcare uh, providers. So those are probably going to go elsewhere, probably going to drive revenue for other people. For us, we're basically turning away the lower quality. Uh, customers in healthcare. Got it. Great. Thanks, Herman. Your next question comes from the line of Piyush Mubayi from Goldman Sachs. You may ask your question. Um, thank you for the additional color on traffic growth rates in the second quarter. I wonder if you could just take us through what you think are the drivers of the acceleration and that number from the first quarter, and could we expect that to potentially continue, at least based on the July and August data that you've seen currently? And my second question is, I know you've talked about the medical vertical um, quite a bit, but uh, can I ask what the number would have been or the growth rate would have been for the core if you excluded the medical vertical? Um, and also on medical, could you talk about what percentage of, uh, of 
traffic is on your landing pages and what the initial feedback is. Thank you. Uh, uh, Doug, can you answer the traffic question? Um, so, sir, actually, uh, I think we uh, touched this question uh, uh, you know, uh, previously. So, um, we are now uh, uh, the user acquisition uh, efficiency is getting higher and higher, actually. So, as uh, Herman just uh, mentioned, so we are spending the marketing budget uh, in a more uh, in a smart way. Uh, to consider more about ROI. So um, that's why uh, nowadays when we look at the new users we acquired, so their lifetime span on Baidu is growing uh, uh, pretty, pretty significantly actually. So um, uh, also because of the content quality and also the service provided by smart mini programs, we can see you know, even thicker you know, uh, engagement between the users and our service. And all that together, that's why we can explain you know, that traffic is growing um, relatively uh, significant. Um, but for sure, you know, summer is also a good time uh, for traffic in general. Um, so that's another reason we see the growth. Um, but in general, I bet you know, with search, with the, you know, the better content, as we just mentioned, from Baijiahao Smart Mini programs, and also the strong collaboration with the uh, you know, partners uh, to provide better content and service. So we can see the engagement between users and the platform is being strengthened, actually. Okay, uh, with regards to um, the, the, the questions on, on the numbers, a few verticals that, that uh, helped us uh, grow uh, sequentially um, are, are like, uh, uh, retail and e-commerce are like uh, education, uh, travel uh, did very well too, uh, and then service-related industries. So these are some of the highlights for the second quarter. And then with regards to uh, uh, healthcare uh, revenues, we're seeing double-digit uh, declines in healthcare revenues. So when you look at the second quarter, as a percentage of total Baidu core revenues, we're talking about less than one-seventh of our uh, revenue. So that has uh, declined uh, pretty significantly when you look at it from uh, last year. But I think for the long term, it's better for us because we're now you know, having a better way to, to ensure you know, better quality of uh, the content, both uh, on looking at the landing page and also uh, monitoring the kind of communication between the uh, merchants with the uh, users. We are now approaching the end of the conference call. Thank you for your participation in today's conference. You may now disconnect. Good day.